Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want To Do What? Today I've got Jordan Schwarzenberger on and he's the co-founder of Arcade Media. Hi Jordan. Hey mate, how's it going? Good, you? Very well, very well. Cannot complain, cannot complain. <laughs> Jordan, should we jump straight in? Do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? Of course. So um, so yeah, so my name is Jordan. Uh, I am 24 years old and I am the co-founder of, of Arcade Media. So um, currently... Uh, I manage the Sidemen with two others, my two amazing co-founders, Sam and Aaron. Um, we've got a big, big old team now, probably around maybe 10 to 15 sort of people who work with us day to day. And then the extended team is about 120 to 150 people wow. plus um, with all the different projects and everything else. So yeah, our, our role essentially is to help um, the Sidemen, who are the biggest content creators in, in Europe, to build out their whole world um, around their their brand and ultimately to turn the Sidemen um, brand into a franchise and into an enterprise internationally that can live out and, and extend much longer than they can ultimately. Um, so yeah, I, in, during the time I've been working with them now for a year, uh, it's been amazing. It's been like <laughs> such a, a ride of, of, you know, creativity and, it, it, you know, pace and just, I mean, amazing creative satisfaction from for myself being a creative at heart i think it's mm. been the most fun year ever just because we've been able to do so much so quickly without all the red tape and bureaucracy that often comes with bigger companies and, and corporations so it's been brilliant we've launched three projects so far with them um side plus being the membership club um which is essentially yeah a, a premium uh, membership offering for fans who ultimately want more um so it's more content more access to the boys um giveaways and, and so on that's doing really well um sides which is the fried chicken <laughs> restaurant <Again, laughs> we never thought i'd be leading on a fried chicken brand but there you go um, which we're doing with with hero brands who um who run joe madonna kebab and island poke and a bunch of other amazing brands so working with them um and it's now up to i think 41 sites in the uk we counted today um wow. and another eight in the uae and we're launching in the us this month and norway and other countries around the world as well so incredible growth on that brand um and so much fun um to work on a on a food brand mm-hmm. that is it's completely different to anything i've ever done before but thankfully because of the hero team it, it makes it easy really because uh, they're so brilliant mm-hmm. um and then xx vodka which is the vodka brand um so the boys always had a vision of going into a club and being able to order their own vodka and so hopefully <laughs> we've managed to make that happen i mean when the magnums come out then we will have definitely made that happen um cool. but yeah five times distilled um made in the uk it's i mean i don't drink anymore i stopped drinking beginning of 2018 so i've never actually tried it but apparently <laughs> ooh, as everyone says it's amazing um and you know with the, the quality of it the the process has been in a really really meticulous way worked through um again with hero so they've done an amazing job people love the product and it's selling really well so yeah we've got those three projects out already we've been working as you can imagine on a number of new things that um again and this is always the thread for me that helped to create a greater access for as many fans as possible to the boys um in whatever way that means i think that's kind of if there's one sort of mission for us as management is obviously to help the boys to be able to have more freedom and to step off um you know whilst building i think you know they've got a limited amount of time um which is getting less and less with the amount of content they're creating both for the sidemen and and personally so our job is to essentially build the world around them which means they, they, they don't have to ultimately spend more and more time doing more and more stuff but their brand can still build and evolve and that fans and um you know the community that they've been spending the last 10 years building can have as many access points to them um and to the things which they love them for um as possible so that's really our our aim 
I mean, I think you have an incredibly enviable job. I think loads of people will be listening to this and thinking that is just, that's got to be one of the best jobs going. You're working oh, with mate. content creators like Sidemen. I mean, you know, everybody knows them. You, their content is constantly on any feed I go on, on any social media, they're popping up. So it must just be incredible. But people will be listening to this because they, they want to go into a similar kind of field or they want to work in influencing or social media or something like that. Let's talk about how this all started for you because obviously you're yeah. doing this now and we'll go more into depth about what you do now, but I'm interested in how you actually got into this. Of course. So, um, so yes, I started off um, when I was, well, I guess, I guess during my time at school, I'd always sort of built brands and love sort of creating things which had logos and felt like proper things. It was always, I don't know, you know, the thing of once it's in a deck, it's real. Once it's got a logo, it's mm. real. Like there's something about that, right? Like giving things an identity and I always loved doing that. I had um, a clothing brand when I was like 15, 16 called Black Mountain Clothing. I had um, a film magazine called Lost VHS um, where we would, would review, me and a few friends would, would, would review films, go to screenings and so on. Um, that was really fun. Had um, used to make music and power it out, like a mixtape thing and all that. So I've, I've just done quite a few bits when I was at school and then got to the end of my school time and it was a it was uni time obviously where everyone was having to apply for uni and look at what we do next and I always had an instinct that uni wasn't the one um for mm-hmm. me and I just had a sense that it was going to be a waste of time I was proven correct but before I was proven <laughs> correct um I was going through that process but just before I'd got done all my personal statements done all my applications had gotten offers into Kings and a bunch of others Kings was my first choice to study um a degree called digital culture but before I went I thought okay let me just see if there's anything else I can do so a friend of mine called Noah he had a bunch of email addresses um from a work experience period he did with vice back in year 10 um and so i was like no can i just have all those emails please this is what we're doing it's supposed to be doing politics revision he was like, yeah man take the thread so he forwarded forwarded it on to me i had a bunch of emails and i sent an email out to 20 people there um just saying hi this is me uh, this is all the stuff i've done i love what you guys do can i come in for a coffee and a chat um because mm. vice was of all the companies i could think of vice was one which i thought okay they are cool they do good stuff like that was, that was the adage of 2015 probably not so much anymore but vice is cool that was always mm. the thing um and you know they they made amazing documentaries it's very creative business aesthetically stunning and i just thought that is that's a that's a vibe i didn't know what it what they really did or how the business worked but i thought it was attractive um to some degree creatively for me quite quite a high degree um so yeah i got in touch about two people got back to me it's always the way and i say this to everybody just 100 emails you'll get two replies That's but those two replies will be enough it's always the way always the way um and so yeah i did that went in to meet um a girl called amelia abraham who was one of the editors there at the time um had a chat with her she then referred me to ian richardson who ran the agency um called virtue and um, I spoke to Ian. He was like, "Yeah, look, like love what you, sounds of what you of you and what you do and everything else. Would you like to come in for work experience?" So I said, "Yeah, great, would love to, amazing." So I did. I went to Glastonbury that weekend. I think came back. Um, I was eighteen. I turned eighteen while I was at Glastonbury. Got back. I was eighteen years old. I started advice doing work experience. There was there for that whole summer, um, and then um, got to the point where I then had to go to uni. And I was like, oh, "Okay, this isn't great. I would love to stay and do this." So I did every Friday advice whilst every whilst the rest of the week was at uni at king's Mm -hmm. doing digital culture and i always say like that that contrast of studying digital culture for four days a week and then working in digital culture advice every friday was a really stunning and startling i think contrast because the difference was was obviously huge that's Um, a great point because we always talk about this especially with our guests that work within influencing the social media yeah there are loads of degrees out there now which you can go and study you know uh, 
I think there's one that specialises in Instagram, ridiculous. But they're so out of date by the time you complete them that it's utterly pointless, in, in oh, my I, opinion. I I'm, don't know if you agree. I, I So it's one topic that I'm quite harsh on, very harsh on, and probably too harsh on at times is university, just because, I, I mean, we can get into that, but I, I, I think whole institutions for this space, and I'll, I'll focus my generalisation and my quite heated generalisation <laughs> onto this space because there's one space I can have some level of credibility talking about, but I think it's an absolute waste of time in every capacity. Anyway, to back, so to jump into <laughs> my experience of that waste of time, I uh, was being there for four days a week and then going to work at Vice on the Friday and that difference was just insane. The, you know, mm. the degree was terribly terribly as you say out of date not even out of date it didn't even cover relative relevant topics it was run by people nice enough people but there's something you know there was nothing there really in terms of anything relevant to the space in the real world and it was it was really quite shocking and I remember just being like what is this um and thankfully I, you know love working advice every Friday and the associate creative director and creative director took me aside when we were at the Christmas party and we were talking and they said look we'd love to offer you a job if you wanted to come um don't want your parents to get annoyed at us if we like get you to drop out of uni but you know we'd love to have you so because I was telling them how much I hated it and they said and then we all agreed yeah let's do it um so I went home told my parents they were really supportive and, and that was just before Christmas and then I dropped out literally that Saturday was on the party was on the Friday I sent the email that I was leaving on the Saturday morning at like 9am as quick as I could and then over and then after Christmas I didn't go back um so I started there as a junior creative um and I think it was the youngest junior creative there um I think ever I think I was like 18 at the time still um and it was amazing loved it um but then three months later Ian who is now a good friend of mine incredibly inspiring individual ran um, Vice's, uh, ran Vice's agency Virtue sorry um as well as a bunch of other places uh, and he said to me look I'm, I've got the opportunity to go to Lab Bible to build their agency do you want to come with me so I said yeah why not like let's do it so I went with him um, after three months there as a, as a full-time junior creative and started as a creative strategist at, at Lab Bible um, with him building the agency we were there for a year and a half before I then and it was amazing obviously Lab was crazy this was a time when it was going through its transitional I'd say it's 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 a uh, late teen years. It was like growing <laughs> up a little bit and it was just shedding away the bum day Mondays and, you know, that trash, which was, you know, quite high up on the agenda before we came. And it was, it realized, I think the leadership there knew they couldn't sustain that and it wasn't mm. right. Right. It wasn't good. So they had to get rid of it, bring in people who could help it grow up. And, you know, it did. And ultimately though, the, regardless of, of the content, which wasn't great, the scale was absolutely huge. And it was the biggest platform in the UK by a country mile in terms of views, engagement, reach, et cetera. So it was really exciting. Went there to sort of, yeah, help set up the agency with Ian, but also help the content and, and the channels and so on. And made amazing friends there, real dream team of people, loved every minute of it. Um, but I got to the point at the end of that where I thought, you know what? Um, I've been now doing this for a few years. I'm, I was 19 <laughs> a few years. I was literally 19 years. <laughs> it, felt like, it felt like a lifetime, but I was like 19. I was like, let me set, my, set up my own company to go out into the world and help brands um to uh to yeah help brands to sort of connect with gen z which was the thing that i was doing at the time so yeah i did that sat roundabout which was a, the first sort of gen z agency uh, with a couple of apprentices who had come and come to work with me at the time at lad who i brought into that team michael and stefan who are also good friends of mine now um and yeah we did that for about six seven months before um, we had a bunch of clients james grant um talent management company was one of those clients um and um it was amazing getting to work with them through Roundabout, helping Frank Lampard, Reggie Yates, um, Ryan, and a bunch of other amazing clients wow. help them to 
you know, future-proof their strategies and build their brands. But it got to the end of, of the year, this was 2017, and Mary, who's the, who was the MD of entertainment at the time, who had brought me in, we got on really well. And she's, again, incredibly inspiring mentor of mine now. And, and I got to ma- lucky enough to work with her um, and for her for a number of years. Um, and she was like, look, we'd love you to join us, like as much time as you can give. And I thought about it, spoke to Michael and Stefan, and they got to the point where they were like, you know what, this is amazing, but we're happy to go and do our own thing for a period of time as well. We've all, we've all been given this amazing, I guess, speed bump into um, into the industry. And, we, you know, we were able to kind of, um, yeah, just move forward at a real pace. And, mm-hmm. and, and so they went off to do their own thing um, at various different companies. And I joined uh, YMU as the chief creative officer at 20 years old in the beginning of 2018, which was mad. And I was wow. there like, hang on a minute, this is, you know, obviously amazing responsibility, huge company, um, but also like, yeah, an amazing opportunity to work with the biggest talent in the world, which was the missing piece for me. I obviously worked at publishers and editorial platforms, but this was talent. Um, and I realized at that point that talent were the missing key because people buy people, they don't buy brands or publishers. And although mm-hmm. a lab Bible can scale to whatever number, there'll never be that connection on a real personal level because ultimately it's it's a faceless brand. Same with any publisher, right? Or any platform, you know, it's the people, it's the faces, it's the personalities that drive the the scale and drive the connection. Um, and so that's a working in a talent management company with hundreds of these individuals who were the biggest in the country um, and some of the biggest in the world um, was really exciting. So yeah, joined them, was there for four years, amazing time, loved it. Um, and learn so much. I, I almost look at it as, as my university experience, really, from a business perspective. It was like studying a business degree and a master's and everything else all in one, right? Like, yeah. That's how you learn it, through doing it. And fortunately, I was in a position where I was given that trust and responsibility and that closeness to the top where I was able to, to really learn it um, and get stuck into things like the sale when we sold to Trilantic for 300 million or however much it was, like being part of that process as a 20 year old or 21 year old and learning actually how you sell a company, how you value a company, what the process of courting venture capitalists, like all of that stuff. It was amazing, absolutely incredible experience. Um, and yeah, but it got to the point where, and I'm sorry, it's very long. I do apologize. It got to the point where, <laughs> where we, um, where uh, obviously COVID hit the company naturally, as everyone did, uh, lost a lot of its business because um, a lot of the stock was in live that we were we were sort of trading or, or strategically working through. Um, and it was hard. And the company went through a real overdrive period where everyone was obviously working, as, as I'm sure every, you know, so many people I know had, had this experience, like 20, 30 times harder than ever before, never working harder to try and survive, but also at the same time, not being able to really execute that much effectively because of the limitations. So you're working really, really hard on things that ultimately wouldn't come to fruition but mm. everyone was just trying because they were panicking right and everyone's anxiety was coming through and it was just as, as it was for everybody a really difficult time so it was enough of a seed for me I just my wife and I just had our first baby as well back in, in the beginning of 2020 and um it was just tough to go from obviously having a baby and lockdown and everything else to then being in this real strenuous environment from a work perspective where it just gave me the seed where I thought you know what if something else was able to come up that was maybe mm. more I could be more in control of then I'd, I'd, I'd look at it and it, thankfully and providentially it did and it got to the point where by the end of that year I a friend of mine Aaron who had worked with me in business management he um he has met Sam we and him gotten really well when he was at YMU he'd left and managed some TikTok creators he met Sam um who obviously is the YouTuber accountant obviously but he's a YouTuber accountant he looks after everybody in the space he's incredibly prolific and successful uh, and we all caught up met and thought you know what there's a real opportunity to speak to the to the Sidemen boys given that they'd 
been killing it from a content perspective, huge growth, huge numbers, but the rest of their world hadn't um, grown, I think, at the same pace and, and hadn't really had the energy and, and I guess attention on the rest of their world. What else can they do? So we met with them, you know, said, look, guys, you can do this. Is You guys are killing it on the content side, but look at the rest of the, of the things that you can do. There was all the stuff we were looking at, why I'm you around IP and building your own brands and everything else, definitely the future. And, um, and so they said, yeah, let's do it um let's let's go for it so mm-hmm. handed my notice we all started beginning of april last year um and it's been a pretty mad year since wow that, what, what a, journey, what a career, <laughs> what yeah, a career. Man, it's, been, it's been it's been mad it's, i apologize that was very long and rambling, no, no, no. i hope yeah. it was somewhat interesting no definitely i mean that, that's incredible I, i'm sure you get told this all the time but you know 24 and you've done all that that's that's lifetime's worth experience and i think that okay. correct me if you if you think i'm wrong but this has only come about because of the world of social media and influencers and this world sort of slowly maturing. And now like careers like you've just explained are now possible, right? A hundred percent. I think, um, yeah, like I was fortunate enough to be at companies that were sort of pushing like with Vice and with Lab, but especially I think at Lab Bible, which was really on the cutting edge of that. I mean, at the time that sort of Facebook boom when when brands and businesses were being launched from that sort of Facebook economy really when it when it came to reach and views and brand and content and everything else obviously my time at Vice before then who again were pioneering the space so I was able to be in environments which were really pushing I guess the space forward um and so yeah I think it it allowed me to bring my I guess my not so much my experience in terms of a career but my experience culturally um mm. that was the main thing and that was always the value that I guess I was fortunate enough to recognize which which was that being 18 19 20 that was the that was the value that I was able to help these platforms these brands connect with the audience who are engaging on these platforms and I think that's the piece where people like myself and so many others now and this is more the case today um than ever before I think that young people who may not maybe value themselves in terms of their, their experience they have a value because of who they are and who mm. they are in this moment in time in this cultural moment um where through their own understanding and experience of social of content of pop culture which they consume on a personal level they can add a lot of value to brands and to platforms and publishers which yeah thankfully you know Vice and Lad and, and Ian really on both counts gave me a real um you know he he believed in me enough to bring him with him with him on that journey and to help be that I guess that future proofing agent and that was always the thing as well which which when I went over to start roundabout that was the drive it was to help future proof brands for Gen Z which all of us young people who have you know experience being young in this time and engaged with culture we know that better than anybody who's older and disconnected and even me I'm old now right like in, in the sense, <laughs> not necessarily from age but in terms of you know I've got two babies and I'm married and everything else I don't even engage with culture in the same way that I did when I was 18 19 right um so i think you know for us it's like working with people who are younger who who are on that cutting edge that's always the key and knowing that you're not which i think at both companies they had that instinct which is why i think they had such success i mean lab bible for example um you know kit and ira who are like the most there needs to be a film made about these boys but we um when i was like 14 when they when they were 14 sorry they came to to be apprentices at lab bible um and these guys were just like these two these two like kids basically right who were these social media geniuses they were able to build pages from nothing um and blow them up into these massive you know 100k 200k a million follower pages in no time they were just unreal and obviously and then they it turned out you know that they were there for a period of time and then you know I worked very closely with them as well for a period we got really well they're brilliant when they were 14 15 16 but then you know they either left 
Um, and they went off to set up like puberty and memes are and some of the biggest meme pages in the world. Puberty is like, I mean, everyone follows puberty, right? It's like what 20 million, 11 million, 12 wow. million on Instagram. Um, you know, memes are as well, absolutely huge. And they have a whole brand of business around them, but their vantage point for Lab Bible and now for themselves, um, is that they understand culture and the way that culture moves online better than anybody because they've grown up on it. They've, they've, they've pushed the space forward, but ultimately they've been consuming it nonstop since they were kids. Um, so I think, yeah, it's a good, it's a good lesson. And I think, um, you know, example, both my mm. story and theirs, um, that, you know, being young has tremendous benefit in this space. Um, if you can leverage it. Yeah. I mean, let's let's break your career down a little bit to, from working with online publishers, and then we'll also talk about like managing um, creatives. But working for online publishers, what, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, Do you know, what? I'd love to go into an online publisher. What kind of things could they be working on apart from, you know, like you said, immersing themselves within culture to be attractive to these kind of employers? Yeah, so I think um, I think it's, it's a good question. I think there's you know, one thing that I struggled with on a personal level before, not struggled with, but I, I didn't know, and no one does. You don't know what the job even is, right? You don't know what a publisher, how a publisher operates or mm. works. I think learning a bit about the structure, speaking to people, doing a lot of outreach on LinkedIn, again, the 100, 100 messages, get two replies, like trying to learn a bit about the structure in the space, whether it's the agency side and, and the in-house agency model, which is becoming increasingly popular, or whether it's on the more editorial side and the content itself, you know, producing editing creating i think the other thing that is um you know you can't you cannot put a price on is the experience of just making content um and just getting out there and creating something whether it's awful like no one cares like ultimately Mm -hmm. the experience you'll get through learning how to film edit publish write captions like that's the real gold i think um from an experience perspective and everyone has that in their in their in their locker right if you have a phone you can create tiktoks or you can create you know an instagram page or whatever it might be i mean even for myself i think that was thinking back to it when i was you know 14 where i been you know I, I used to like make music and had i put out like a mix in when i was like 14 and like you know it was had like maybe 15 tracks or something it was it was it was all right like i was at school obviously <laughs> but but one of the things i had to do was produce an album like cover and make a campaign on social and even in my little way to my friends on facebook like that experience i got just from you know ma- mapping a rollout and all of that was invaluable actually mm. um because again even with the clothing company the same thing producing a launch video getting that out on social like planning drops all of that stuff was again invaluable because it gave me the, the hands-on experience of how to roll things out and make things happen online and and ultimately even if it wasn't great you know the actual skill set that was needed to, to execute it and to do it is is purely transferable onto these publishers and onto the world that I ended up going into Mm -hmm. so I would say that's one thing that anybody can do is to start if you're interested in publishing start publishing ultimately but publish for yourself um and just get out there with something you know something that's tangible I I say this to people you know if they want to be a presenter okay start a podcast you know start making content look at someone like Amunia Chihuahua who you know is the the or Amelia Demodobo two people who I was fortunate enough to work with very closely at, at YMU um, and both of them, when they were early in their journey and both of them are testaments purely to starting and just mm. getting on with it. Um, Munya people wouldn't necessarily know just how many skits he has made when no one was looking, you know, mm. and how many videos the guy churned out when he was on 10k followers, 5k followers, skits of the same level and quality, but obviously more finesse now, but they were brilliant. Um, you know, but actually he just got on with it and he learned to publish, he learned to execute and to, and to create. And Amelia is a similar example with Chicken Shop Day, you know, that show mm-hmm. when, went on four years. She's been doing that since maybe, what, 20, 
14, 15. Um, you know, so I think it's, it's, those are two examples. And even with the publishers that are killing it today, you know, any of these pages, they all have to start off with, with zero followers, right? Zero subscribers. So I think if you're an individual who wants to work in this space, start off with nothing and just get going in whatever capacity it is, because that'll be the case study. That'll be the CV that, that is attractive. Yes. Um, yes. I, I love anything. talking to people like you because <laughs> that is exactly what I've been banging on on this podcast mm, about, yeah. especially if you want to work in this space, because like you say, like if you hands up, hands up on a CV, uh, I went to university and I studied social media. Cool. Like, so did thousands of other people. But if you hand in, you know, you say, follow these links, check out this. Here's my content. This is what I've made. You're like a thousand times more employable, right? hundred percent. I think um, it's, yeah, it's funny, right? The, and you got to feel for people um, and, you know, I have a lot of friends who went through this experience of thinking that uni was, and obviously maybe touch on the uni thing, but thinking that uni was the value point um for them when it comes to getting employed and then they realized that no one was to hire them because they've never done anything practical but mm-hmm. they think the uni was practical and you know you have to remind them no uni's not practical it's entirely theoretical and and you know abstract really it has no the experience you get at uni is for again big generalization so obviously <laughs> take take it for what it is but you know for so many people who go to university in the creative side or in the social side or anything else you know you're not you're not doing anything tangible practical that is applicable really to 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 the to the space and to the real world so i think exactly as you're saying the best thing you could do is to start a podcast is to start creating content is to is to show all the skills that you're saying you know through actual application in the real world and also i think you know, for me anyway, when you see people who have done stuff themselves, who've done things off their own back, it's, it's a great um, demonstration of their of their attitude more than anything. That they're willing to to start. They're willing to take a risk to be exposed to their friends to like you mm-hmm. know to have to take that that heat if things aren't great. But the confidence um, and the and the determination to to keep something going or to start something um, speaks volumes. It speaks much more than any CV with mm-hmm. any courses or degrees could ever um yeah I, I think we we talk about this and we say look just start something just do whatever it is just start it but people will yeah. listen to this and think yeah no i'll start it and and they won't do anything so if you're one of the 10 percent or five percent that actually do take action and start something you'll just shoot way above the competition and it, it doesn't have to be you know you don't have to necessarily do something with your face on camera mm. it could be a meme page it could be whatever but if you just start something, that's that's the key. And like you just explained, like Amelia with Chicken Day, she just started it. Like all yeah. these things happen just because people start. Exactly. And I think it's, yeah, it's 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 what separates people. Um, and it's not, it's actually when you think about it, it's not that the, the, the separation between people who really smash it and fly and people who don't is really not that much. Really, it's, it's about, and it's not so much in terms of talent. I think that's the other thing people don't, um, always recognize it's not so much about skill sets and talent as much as it is around um consistency mm-hmm. and starting the two those are the two things it's getting it's, it's the first step and then keeping that that going whatever it is and you, you know we've seen so many creators out there who make you know the content isn't always the best but ultimately they grow a following they create a career for themselves they succeed in whatever capacity because they just started and mm-hmm. they are continuing and they are not stopping um mm-hmm. so i think it's a really very yes a hugely important thing for people to recognize that and i think you know people are going with the the crisis at the minute when it comes to jobs when it comes to to inflation when it comes to money people are going to be in more of a need than ever for ways to break i guess the ceiling which especially university places in terms of time debt etc and i think 
you know, uh, maybe we'll see a boom of people who have nowhere else to turn other than to start creating because they, they want a way out of whatever job or whatever situation they might be in. And actually, I think that's where, you know, even lockdown was a good example of that. The amount of amazing creatives, um, creators, platforms, brands that blew up out of that, that challenging time where people I think were quite desperate to do something productive and expressive and, you know, ultimately freeing because they felt trapped and they felt confined, whether it was at work, at home, et cetera. So it was interesting to see just that, that creative boom that came from that period of time. And I think it'll be interesting to see going forwards, how that can, how that attitude continues, because I think a lot of people, you know, there were so many people moving jobs and thinking a bit differently at that reflective moment that everybody or you know, many people went through was, and it was a real turning point um, for creativity, especially online, I think, because that was the main channel, the main mm. output, you know, post, you know, place that everyone could access. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But I think, I think as you're saying, it was something that Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk always, you say back in 2017 when I was doing, you know, roundabout, and I was daily vlogging and doing all of that. Um, and it was this thing around, you know, one is better than zero. One follower is better than none. <laughs> and if you've got one, <laughs> that's something, right? So just, um, just start, just start. Um, and then talking about you know what you're doing now and, and talent management with arcade media so what i want to know is you mentioned you've got some you know full-time employees there's also a huge team behind the sidemen but when you're looking to expand the team or you're looking to get someone in what kind of skill sets mm. does somebody need to work in the talent management side sure so um so yes yeah, so i think our model is probably a bit different because we're not really a talent management company like we are but we're not i think you know, we manage talent, but our focus day to day is, is the creative execution on the projects and on the brands um, more than it is traditional talent management because the boys aren't traditional, right? They do sure. things differently. They are creating their own content. They're, you know, they're not on TV, right? They're not, they're not doing jobs and gigs in the same way that you would if you were, you know, let's say a traditional uh, entertainer, quote unquote, in the UK. So I think they're what they need, um, and what we offer them, and what we do with them is to build the sort of corporate structure around their their world, and, and to create help them to creatively execute and to, you know, increase efficiency, to optimize their processes, their workflows, to almost project manage and to to sculpt and the structure of their world. That's kind of the the key. So, you know, when it comes to things like their brands is how do we bring in people who can work on the projects um, in various creative creative roles and capacities. We're helping them on their um, on their sort of current content structure, for example, at the minute. How do we bring in creative producers, channel managers, editors? Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing when I, you know, we sift through obviously tons of CVs and, and applications and, and you know that there's definitely no shortage of people who want to work with them. Um, but the the thing that is the differing point, I would say, is people who who really get the YouTube scene who who know it, who are confident in expressing their knowledge of it and who can demonstrate that they just get it because YouTube is one of those things that is really unique, right? In, it, in mm-hmm. the way it works, the way it operates, the way it comes together. It's, you cannot replicate it. You have to know it like TikTok or any of these platforms, but YouTube especially, you have to know things like thumbnails, like titles, like how these things can really come together um, and ultimately what, what where success lies which isn't in just the substance of the video obviously to a large extent but it's a lot of it is, is in the framing is in the title in the optimization and all of that so the people who i think for the creative roles they have to really understand how the space works and ultimately be a fan of the space and i mm. think be a fan of the boys i think actually the the, the people who, are, who really shine are those who watch their content who know how what a good video is they know what a bad video is they know what a you know what success looks like they know what 
you know non-success looks like as a fan mm-hmm. so they can really help translate that for them um so i think that for me is a really key one being a fan of them of them being a fan of their world knowing the products knowing side plus knowing vodka knowing sides like really engaging with it um mm. but then also knowing yeah what good looks like for a fan because ultimately right you want if you're a brand if you're a, a you know pepsi for example or whoever you'd want your marketing team to be a fan of, of, of the product right you'd want yeah. them to know what it's like to buy pepsi and to to you know what 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 good collabs look like what bad collabs look like what nice packaging is versus bad and so on i think it, the same applies if the sidemen treat the prop the treat it as a as a brand and as a media brand like a disney or like a whatever you you need to treat it in the same way that you would any of these companies and that is to ultimately hire people who are hyper engagers with mm. the product um I, and that i think is yeah definitely the different point i think what really interests me about what you're doing as well is the fact that you're not just focusing on the creative you're also focusing on building the business and the processes behind it and that's really interesting because i think it's not I've not seen that before. Like, I don't really know the space particularly well. I know about online publishers, but I think what you're doing is super interesting because you're actually, like you said, you're taking these guys' brands and making it last longer than they are by building businesses behind it. So if somebody's listening and thinking, oh, actually, I'd quite like to get into that side, like helping to build Mm. businesses. Is that like brand partnerships, things like that? Is that those kind of skill sets? Is that what you do as well? I think, you know what? I think to the brand partnership side is, is one part, but I think it is a them and you know they are an exception because of their scale i think it's it's definitely an exception um in that i think you know they do brand partnerships here and there but it, the focus is on them building their own brands right they're at a mm. point where they've done a lot of partnerships over the years and although of course brand partnerships are great and they help provide you know obviously an income stream and and you know help to yeah to scale what they're doing at the same time it's dropping a drop in the ocean ultimately compared to their own brands and the potential future equity and the future value in these things obviously mm. right that's why you that's partly why we do them um of course so i think um on that side of things from a from a um you know somebody might want to work in this space i think it's about it, it's 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 finding people who are executors more than anything because i think with brand partnerships obviously that's more negotiation piece it's about being able to work with you know work with partners and to manage fees and manage you know the assets and the activation fine but i think on the projects on the side pluses on the sides on the xx and on all the other things that we might look to do in the future um the skill set's more around being able to creatively execute so it's about it's about being able to you know market things to be able to you know produce rollout plans produce social plans create assets you know Mm -hmm. brief designers um have a vision creatively um but also on the business side help with optimization strategy how are we you know tracking in certain markets how how are we able to enter new markets like it's all of that i mean there's literally an endless list of of skill sets <laughs> so i think it's people but i think above all it's people who are passionate about business and about brands um and if you're passionate about business and about brands then you know it's it's the perfect starting point to be able to engage and i think it is different that's that's the piece right normally management is about brand partnerships and about the more sort of I guess that yeah the the traditional commercial avenues merch brand partnerships and so on but with what we're trying to do it's it's about building these businesses businesses which are individually you know an entire entity in their own right with their Mm. entire team need and their entire you know completely different marketing strategy brand strategy and so on so I think having the passion is the first thing and then it's about finding finding where you can really add value and execute creatively 
um, I love, on whatever I love project it might be. I love that. I think that's such an interesting angle to come at it from. And um, I, I really appreciate your time today, Jordan. I think it's been fascinating hearing all about your <laughs> career and it's incredible what you've achieved already. Um, oh, and thank you for your advice to everyone listening. Um, uh, yeah, so thank you so much for taking the time. Mate, no, thank you. Um, and, and as I always say as well, if anybody ever wants to, you know, reach out, get some advice, like email, whatever, I'm always more than happy. Um, obviously time pending to to speak to people and to support as many people as I possibly can. So yeah, my email is jordan.rk.media. Like feel free to hit me up and yeah. Um, anything I can do, just, yeah, anybody feel free to give me a shout. Thank you. Um, and one last question. I think I know the answer to this, <laughs> but would you still go into this knowing everything you know now? Yes, 100%. 100%. Brilliant. Thanks, Jordan. (laughs) Nice one, man. Thank you.